Chapter Fifteen of Pee Wee Harry's Fixer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Vivian Liu. Pee Wee Harry's Fixer by Percy Keith Fitzhugh. Chapter Fifteen. In for it. They went through the Housen Tunnel and hit the endless trail. Which runs through a concrete passageway to the old Airy Station. You can't get lost on the trail, commented Emerson. Indeed, the neighborhood seemed to offer little prospect of adventure. Yet, as the sequel proved, it was not without possibilities. Emerson led the way to the 10:22 train and graciously invited Pee Wee to sit by the window. Not only that, but he purchased a slab of milk chocolate from a man who came through the train. In a few moments, they were rattling through the country, and a brakeman whom they had not heard before was saying, "Westfield and Springvale Express. The first stop is Westfield." Good night. It doesn't stop at Bridgeboro, Peewee said. Now say what you, what we did. We're on the wrong train. Apparently," said Emerson, consulting his timetable. "We should have taken the ten forty-two. I didn't notice that this train doesn't stop at Bridgeboro. It's provoking. It's my fault. I should have had my. I know what you are going to say. I know what you're going to say." Peewee shouted at the top of his voice. Everyone in the car turned to stare. "You are going to say you should have had your wits about you, and I'm glad you didn't." Because now you've got to join the scouts, and that's one good thing about the every roadway anyway. Oh, gee whiz! We're going to go right past Bridgeboro, and I'm glad. And I'll show you the way home through the woods from Westfield because I got a compass. So now you've got to be a scout. So will you? Because on account of your honor, you are to be trusted. So will you? Oh boy, I bet you're. Like hiking home through the woods, I don't see how I made such a mistake," said Emerson, frankly inspecting his timetable. For all the world, like an experienced traveling man. Don't you care? Don't you care? cried Pee Wee. It's a dandy mistake. I've made lots of dandy ones, but oh boy, that's even better than any of mine because now you've got to keep your word just like I did. But anyway, I want you to join because now I like you. So you've got to join. So will you? I suppose I'll have to," said Emerson ruefully. "Sure, you have to," said Pee Wee. His lips painted with soft chocolate. "You took me to the city, so now I'm going to take you through the woods in the dark. But don't you be scared, because anyway, if you try to go in a straight line in the woods, you can't do it on account of your heart beating on your left side. So you go around in a circle like a merry-go-round. But don't you care, because we have to go south from Westfield, and I can't tell the south by the way moss grows on the trees." You'll see, and I bet you will say you are glad you got to be a scout, Jeeves. I hope the engineer doesn't stop at Bridgeboro by mistake, or maybe on account of a freight or something. Anyway, as long as it's not supposed to stop, we wouldn't have any right to get out anyway, would we? Because that would be kind of sneaking. 
"I guess I'm in for it," said Emerson. "Sure, you are in for it. Don't you be scared. We could go home by the road from Westfield, but that's longer. So we'll take a shortcut through Van Ackren's woods." Hey, Pee Wee had a terrible fright when the train slowed down as it approached. Bridgeboro. He was prepared to restrain the gentle Emerson by main force from violating the timetable, but the train gathered speed again and went gliding past the familiar station on which the baffled Emerson bestowed a lingering and wistful gaze. He was indeed, as he had said, in for it, and being in for it, he resigned himself to the. Inevitable, like a good sport. At Westfield, he agreed to the hike back through the woods, but still his attitude was one of good-humored reluctance. There seemed no doubt that he meant to keep his word with Pee Wee. Gee whiz! I didn't make you lose your wits," the little missionary said. "You can't say I'm to blame, but anyway, I'm glad of it. As long as it had to happen." I'm glad it happened with you along instead of someone else," said Emerson. "You deserve to win because you kept your word and went to the city with me when you didn't want to. You'll see, I can make good too." They hiked into the woods south of Westfield and were soon enclosed by the dark, stately trees and the silent night. In the marshy area near the indistinct trail, which wound away. Among the trees, could be heard the steady, monotonous croaking of frogs, those nocturnal heralds of the spring. Somewhere in the distance, an owl was hooting. Yet this sound seemed only to emphasize the stillness. They were startled by every twig that crackled under their feet. When scouts don't want to make any noise, they wear moccasins. Said Pee Wee, "I'll show you when we go to the camp. Oh boy, you'll see scouts from all over the country up there. Maybe you kind of won't like it at first, but after a while you will. I bet you'll be crazy about stalking. I bet you'll be dandying at it, signaling too. Anyway, I admit I had fun tonight in the city. And gee whiz, I like you too. That's one sure thing. It seems kind of as if I know you now. You've threatened me, Dandy." I'll say that. Good night. I knew all about circuses anyway, so what's the difference? But anyway, I didn't know you, but now I do. But he did not quite know Emerson, for it was just that Emerson did not understand tracking and stalking and signaling. He did not understand how to get acquainted and to make himself liked. He did not know how to speak the language of boys, that language which is a nation card to their vast. Fraternity. That was the tragedy of Emerson's eyebrow. He said, "Policemen, cinema, and exhibition, and talked about going for constitutionals, and those things stood in his way. It was necessary for some boy to look behind these things and discover the real boy who knew how to be generous and kind and friendly. And that boy had never come along, and Emerson was lonely and isolated. That was the tragedy of Emerson Skybrow. End of chapter fifteen.